For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Join Bishop Edward Butchie as he brings you the engrafted word of truth, which is able to save you, transform you, and guide you to become a stronger Christian with a deeper relationship with the Lord. This teaching is anointed, down to earth, and full of practical wisdom for your Christian life. Bishop Edward Butchie is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills and a seasoned minister of the Word. He currently pastors the Poiman Church in the Gambia. Join Bishop Edward Butchie for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. To be a blessing, to be a guide. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we bless you. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. This morning, Lord, fill our hearts with your presence, with your power. Let our lives never be the same again. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Be seated, everybody. All right. Well, it's a beautiful morning. Can you hear me? It's a beautiful Sunday morning and beautiful things are going to happen to beautiful people. Yes. This morning I'm going to share on something that is very, very important. And I know you will be blessed. I am also going to be blessed. Because God is going to speak to me. And he's going to also speak to you. I want everybody's attention to be here. Those of you like looking outside, I don't know what you are looking at. Don't let anything distract you. When you look outside, you are distracted. So be focused. Don't miss out on anything that God is going to say and do. I'm going to talk about the rewards of honor. I'm continuing from where we left off last week. And I'm going to start from the book of Matthew. So I think that you can go to Matthew. Yes, Matthew chapter 26. Okay, Matthew 26. We can start from verse number 5, I think. It can help us. Matthew 26 and verse 5. Today we are doing Bible study. And I want you to read the word of God. It says, Now, when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper. Have you heard this name before? Simon the leper. Some of you have not heard the name before. A, lep- a leper who was called Simon. And he was a Pharisee. There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of precious ointment. The woman's name is not here, but we've been singing about her. We have not been singing about Simon the leper. And he poured it, sorry, and she poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation. It means they had great anger, saying, to what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you. But me ye have not always. For in that 
She had poured this ointment on my body. She did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, there shall also this, that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. Wow. Beautiful scripture. And you see, these were the very last days of Jesus' life. He was about to be crucified. To be de- uh, it was after this that Judas rose and went and betrayed him. And then brought the people and kissed him so that they were arresting. It was after this incident. So he was in his last days. And he was with his disciples and he had been invited by Simon the leper, a Pharisee. And they were eaten. And a woman walked into the house and poured ointment, as we read in the Bible, on his head. And when the disciples who were with Jesus saw it, the Bible says there was great indignation. An anger was stirred up in them. To them, it was a waste. They said, what is this waste? Because this ointment could have been sold for money that could have been given to the poor. And they did not see the value of honor. So they were against what this woman came to do. And Jesus Christ, knowing what they were thinking and, 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 and imagining, said, don't worry this woman. What she has done is to prepare me for the burial. And as for poor people, you always have them. So if you, if you have compassion for poor, you always have poor people to have compassion for them. But as for me, my time is up. I will not be here with you all the time. You see, great people are not common. And sometimes many of us cannot relate properly with people who are great. You see, a great person can be in your life for just one day. But what you tap out of that person's life is enough to last you for a generation. But if you miss out on that greatness and the value you must derive from that greatness, you have missed out on something that should be a blessing to you for the rest of your life. Yeah. So this was what Jesus said in the book of Matthew. Mark chapter 14, verse 1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they are called the Gospels. So Matthew gave an account of this story and Jesus also, sorry, and Mark also gave an account of the same uh, uh, um, story. And then also uh, Luke. So we are going to read all of them. I want us to do Bible study this morning. Are you in the spirit or you are in the flesh? Where are you? Okay. Beautiful. Let me read from verse 3, I think. 1 and 2 is also nice, but let me read from verse 3. Mark 14, verse 3. It says, And being in Bethany, the same account, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation, the same things, within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence. Now, Mark is giving us what they said in details. They could have sold this. They have valued the ointment. And they know that when they sell it, they will get 300 pence. 
3,000 dollars. Uh, 3,000. Perfume that is 3,000. When you go to a shop, you see perfume. Some of you, when you see even $100 perfume, you just make a walk up us. Make a walk up us. And you see 500. I don't think anybody has bought perfume that is $500 before. For their wear. You don't know what they use money for. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you have value for money. So you don't waste money on sad things. But you see, this was something very precious and, 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 and important. And she came and poured it on the head of Jesus. And the disciples and the people who were there were angry and said, what is the meaning of this waste? This woman, this ointment could have been sold for 300 pence, $3,000. Eh? And given to the poor. And they murmured against her. They were angry at her. Look at this woman. Eh? What is the waste? What is the use of this? Yeah. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. She has done something very powerful. For you have the poor with you always. And whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me, ye have not always. She had done what she could. She is come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. So you see, it's the same account but some embellishments. Here we, we read and learn that the disciples realized that, look, this ointment is very expensive. And I'm sure when she poured it, the smell, I mean, there are some perfumes when you smell it, you know that this one is expensive, you know. There are some perfumes when you use it in your room, when you step out of your door, the scent has vanished. Yeah, that's evaporated. Some can be with you for some time. So, so, so they, they said, now, this thing is a waste. We could have sold this ointment and given it to the poor who need money. Jesus doesn't need ointment on his head. I mean, who uses perfume on their head? Eh? Who? Those of you who have bought perfume, you spray it in your hair. Even some of you men whose hair smell, the, the wigs that you, you wear that smell, you don't pour, uh, uh, you don't put perfume inside it. Because when you add the perfume, the scent, we can't, you, you yourself, you can't stand it. The combination will change. There will be a chemical reaction. Yes. Yeah. So, she, she, they found it strange. That she would do something like that. But you see, Jesus welcomed it and rebuked the people and said, you see, you are thinking about poor people. They will be always around for you to do them good. But as for me, I ain't going to be around all the time. And what this woman has done is greater than many of the things you have done. And anywhere the gospel is preached, this woman will also be mentioned and it will be a memorial of it. That is why up to today, there are songs that are sung about the woman with the alabaster box of oil. You don't hear Simon the leper and then, yeah, Judas is, no song about Judas is Cairns. But when you read the next scripture, Judas' name is the one that is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go and read it in the house. I won't read it. If I read it, the message will change. So Matthew has said it. Mark has said it. I want us to read what Luke, who was not one of the disciples or the apostles, but he was around. And he has account of things that are very detailed. Yeah, because he was a doctor. Learned man. He wasn't a fisherman. Mm, hallelujah. Are you in the church? Okay, I'm trying to find my scripture in the book of Luke. Beautiful. Wonderful. 
Yeah, I'm taking my time, I tell you. I'm relaxed. Luke chapter 7, I think from verse 36. That will be helpful. Luke 7, 36. Oh, beautiful, that's it. Okay, let me open it, and then I want to read from my Bible and be happy. All right. Hey, okay. And one of the Pharisees, now Luke is also giving an account of the same thing. Let's read it. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. Here, the name was not mentioned, but it's the same Simon the leper. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. So Luke is explaining in details what happened. Because the disciples, the apostles who were there, who were bought, they didn't say their thing well. Yeah, they were not happy with the, what had happened, so they didn't say their thing well. Yeah, and they couldn't also explain things in detail. So You see, when something happened and three people are at the scene, everybody's version is the same, uh, different, I tell you. It depends on your... Your, your level of appreciation and understanding. Sometimes people have a way with words. Do you get what I'm saying? That's why journalism is a course. You are trained to report. Because when you go and meet an incident, what you come and say will confuse us. You, you see? You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one is just by the side. So let's, let's read on. Verse 39, I think. Now, when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spoke within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering unto thee, sorry, unto him, Simon! So now you see, Simon the leper. This one is not Simon Peter. Jesus is calling him, Simon! I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. You see, he's calling him Master. But he's, when he saw the woman do the things, he said, if he were to be a prophet, he wouldn't allow. You know, some people are around, they don't have value for you. You see? Yeah. They say, you are great, but in their heart, you are not great. They call you daddy, but in their heart, you are boyo. Boyo. Yeah, man. Look at what happened. Jesus said, Simon, I have something to tell you. Then he gave a parable. He said, there was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, when they couldn't pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, you see, common sense is common to every common person. Yeah. So two people are owing. One owes 500, one owes 50. If the two of them are forgiven, who will be more grateful? Yeah. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Jesus said unto him, thou hast rightly judged. You are right. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet. You have invited me. But she hath washed my feet with tears. And wipe them with the hairs 
of her head. How many women, how many wives have even used their hair to clean their husband's face before? They say they say a woman's hair is her glory. So so something that glorifies you, you can't use it for such purposes. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you see a woman do this, it's unnatural. Yeah. It's unnatural. And Jesus is talking, so let's listen. I'm going to Yeah. I'm going to explain it to you. Already you are understanding it. As we are going on, I feel God teaching you and giving you revelations and understanding. Yes. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. You see, the kissing is to the uh, cheek, but this one, she has bowed her head to kiss the feet. How many wives have kissed your husband's feet before? My wife is here. She has not kissed my feet before. I, I, I'm not saying that, you see, it's like that's what we expect. That when we are in the house, you come and sit there and be kissing our feet. Please, uh, this one, if you are not careful, becomes like some fetish that you are trying to. Uh, yeah. But you see, sometimes you, you got to do strange things. Because you have a certain value for somebody that you would do any demeaning thing just for the person to look good and to look great. Yeah. Jesus rebuked Simon, a Pharisee, a leprous person. You see, Normally, when somebody has leprosy, he, he doesn't come into the midst of people. But the, 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 the scripture here tells us, or the history behind this story is that someone had received healing from his leprosy through Jesus. So he was very grateful. And he found it important to invite him. That's why Jesus went. But you see, even though he had invited Jesus and the disciples... The way he received Jesus couldn't match to how this woman also received him. That's why he asked Simon a question. He said, two people were owing somebody. One, 500 and one, uh, 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 50. And the masters realized that the two of them cannot pay. So he decided to forgive them. Which of these two do you think will be more grateful? Then Simon answered and said, the one who has been forgiven much. He said, you have rightly judged. That's why this woman is giving me honor that you cannot give. Because you had leprosy. You don't know who this woman was and how she was seen. You are calling her a sinner. Yeah, you are calling her a sinner. She, she... You know, some of you, eh, the, one of the greatest blessings in life is for you to hear these words. Your sins are forgiven. Because, you see, no matter what you achieve and what you are and who you are and what men say of you, your sins will take you to hell at the end of it. That's why, you see, when you are sick and you die of sickness, it, it's, not, it's nothing. You get HIV, you get AIDS, you get uh, 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 some shameful disease. You are going to, uh, 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 what? I mean, I don't know what kind of disease. You get uh, 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 gonorrhea does it kill? It can kill, eh? Yeah, if you don't treat it. UTI. I, I, I remember a brother some time ago said he had UTI. He says, I wee-wee, I wee-wee almost like 10 times in 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's blood. And it's painful. It's like, when he finishes wee-wee, he wants to wee-wee again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sicknesses can take over this body. And, and sometimes when you are healed, you are grateful. But you don't know that 
You don't know that the greatest blessing is for your sins. And there's nobody on earth and nothing that can forgive us our sins than the blood of Jesus and the son who gave himself. And the woman walked in, in the midst of the disciples and, 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 and the Pharisee who had received healing, the leper, who was no more leprous. But they wouldn't have been eating with him if, was, if he had leprosy. Yeah. But he did not understand why somebody from outside, a woman who is known as sinful, will walk in and do this. It's like, it's not even about a woman. It's like, this woman shouldn't be doing this to this man. And you see, Jesus asked a question which he answered. Who should be, for, who should be grateful? Let's read. Hmm. He says, verse um, 46, my head with oil, thou didst not anoint. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Hmm. You didn't anoint my head with oil. You see, I came into your house. You didn't wash my feet. You didn't kiss me. You didn't. Somebody has come and she's doing all these things. But this, he said, my head with oil, thou didst not anoint. But this woman hath anointed my feet with oil. You didn't pour it on my head. This woman has seen it proper to even pour oil on my feet. Nice perfume. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? Because you see, they knew that Jesus had healed Simon the leper, the disciples and all the people who were there. But now he's saying that your sins have been forgiven. He said, now who is this? You see, they, 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 were, with, they, were, with, they were with the son of God. But they, 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 yeah, don't know. Who is this? That forgiveth sins also. And the next one says what? And he said to the woman, thy faith have saved, have saved thee. Go in peace. Matthew, Mark, Luke, all of them talked about this story. John didn't say it this way, but John gave us a certain account. I want us to read it. John chapter 11. We are reading the Bible. Today we have done Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke, and John. Yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John 11, 1. Start. Now, a certain man was sick. Named Lazarus. Of where? Bethany. Bethany is the same place Jesus went to the house of the Pharisee. Do you remember? And the woman of Bethany who had many sins, who was known by the Pharisee and the disciples came to the house and poured an oil of ointment on the head and on the feet and kissed Jesus and wiped the feet of Jesus with her tears and with her hair. Now, in that city, there was a man called Lazarus in the town of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister, Martha. Martha. Look at verse 2. It was that Mary. Matthew didn't mention her name. Mark didn't mention her name. Luke didn't mention her name. But now a name has been put to this face. It says, John the Baptist, uh, I said, John the uh, Revelator, he said, it was Mary, that Mary, which anointed the Lord with ointment 
and wipe his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Hey! Now, 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 let, let, me, let, me, let me show you something. Yeah. You see, when Jesus saw the way this woman honored him, something started. And this was the last days of Jesus' ministry. When you read Matthew 26, 27, 28, it's over. Mark 14, 15, 16, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was this Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Verse 3. Therefore, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. Now, do you know what has happened here? It means when she did give, when she gave Jesus that honor, because of the greatness of the honor, she became a friend. And Jesus got to know her sister Martha and her brother. And Jesus loved their brother Lazarus. Yeah. So they had become family because of honor. Do you know Peter's brother? Eh? Not only Andrew the disciple. He had other brothers. Do you know their names? No. Do you know Philip's relatives? Yeah. Many of the apostles, do you know their family people? This woman was not an apostle or a disciple. But because of the honor she gave to Jesus... The Bible is giving us account of her family people. That the, the love that Jesus developed engulfed not only her, but her family as well. You see, honor takes you to places where I'm telling you, your profession, your beauty, your whatever cannot take you. Many people walked with Jesus and, and encountered miracles and spectacular blessings. But you see, when you read these accounts, it teaches us how people didn't even see value in Jesus. Because Jesus told them something. He said, this woman, what she has done, it is to prepare me for the burial. To prepare me for the burial. <laughs> yeah. He was not going to die for people to embalm him with expensive ointments. He didn't need it. If there is any ointment that is expensive and nice, it has to be given to him while he's alive. When he died, they went to the tomb after his resurrection. Do you understand? And they had with them the herbs and the things prepared to embalm the body to make it smell nice. But by the time they went, he had resurrected and the tomb had been rolled away and they came back and said, alas, our master is gone. When you wait for somebody not to be around before you understand how to honor the person, it shows your lack of understanding. And, you know, you can only actually receive from people when they are around you. When, when you lose that relationship, it is gone. Sometimes when you work with somebody, some of you don't even see value in the person. You criticize and you find mistakes. The day you leave that job or the day the person moves out of your life, that's the end. Whatever you are supposed to receive for the person, you won't get it again. And many people remain simple and cut off because they didn't know how to take the chance and the opportunity to honor somebody who was great. You can't see it. You will think that the disciples will understand and appreciate what this man was doing, but they didn't understand. Just like many of us don't understand. Why are you doing this? Why are you worshiping this man? Why are you... you see, like, is it not strange to see oil being poured on Jesus' head, Jesus' feet, hair being used to wipe his feet, and then she's crying. Hey! So, what is this? You, if you were there, you would be more angrier than these people. Because... 
You are not there. But today, when you see somebody being honored, you are angry at it. The world frowns on us honoring children of our servants of God. And sometimes those of you in church, you are the worst critics when it comes to honoring God. Other religions, eh, I'm telling you, they honor their leaders more than we do. I, I know a woman who was married to a Muslim. Very rich, rich man, businessman. And the woman told us, we, he said, Christians, we are shameful people and cowards. She said, if she had not married into that faith, she would never have known that these people, eh, they honor their imams with so much that we don't. And we criticize and criticize. Meanwhile, the imams, they don't build mosques. They just teach you and they are okay. The mosques are built by people. They don't embark on any project. Anything that is done is done by other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They marry and have children. Yeah, yeah. We don't. So you see that sometimes you, 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 you say you, you believe, oh, but somebody understands honor and, and has value for honoring people and they get a certain reward that you don't get. Many of us, when we come around great people, we, we immediately we become critics because you see, great people, eh, their things are not normal and ordinary. Yeah, yeah. Well, why, 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 why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? I mean, you, you, can you imagine the comments that it's like, look, you have taught us that we should give to the poor. And as they follow Jesus, they realize that Jesus was not somebody who liked honor, give me this, give me that. He doesn't ask for those things. So it's like everything, give it to the poor. When, there, when the people are hungry, he says, give food to the poor. They were all hungry. 5,000 people were with him. The apostles were also hungry. Then Jesus asked, is there no food to give them? The apostles realized that we, we don't have food. How can we be thinking of other people? They should go to town and go and find their own food. That's a natural reaction. Then Jesus said, is there not anything around this? Oh, some boy be has some small bread and some fish be, but it's not enough. Oh, this one, two, uh, I don't know. I mean, oh, it's not enough. Everybody should go and survive and come back. Then he said, bring it. Then he lifted it up and gave thanks. And that was provided for all the 5,000 people who were there. So they knew that this man, he thinks about poor people. He, his heart is for people who don't have. He has a burden. So anything that you are giving to him, no, no, no. Give it to the poor. To the extent that when somebody was honoring him, they were angry. Great indignation is the same word that was used to describe the anger that rose up in uh, Israel to kill Jesus. And they were so angry. If they, are, if they had the way, they would slap the woman, beat her, kick her out. Yeah. And Jesus said, Jesus said, look what she has done. Wherever the gospel is preached, what she has done will be a memorial of her. More than any preaching. Yeah. You see, when you learn to honor, it changes you. It changes you. You derive value when you learn to honor people. But many of the times, many people think that, you see, when you are honoring somebody, you are giving him something, they are telling you to give. Nobody is telling you because you don't understand and you don't, you will not do it naturally. We have to teach you. Or some of you, if we leave you, you will be like the disciples. Simon the leper, you have invited Jesus. I've brought you to my house. I'm giving you food to eat. What is uh, wiping your feet, uh, uh, pouring oil in your head? And hey, why now? What kind of thing are you trying to introduce to us? Are you not grateful? Yeah. It's like, I've done enough. Can't you, can't you understand it? Can't you understand it? People who don't know how to honor, 
feel that they are burdened when you are when they are asked to do things. You can pray and fast, but sometimes the door that opens you into a blessing is honor that you give. That's why sometimes when you see naturally in many churches, the people who appear to be spiritual are the most poor. Yeah, all they want is prayer meeting, fasting. Yeah, yeah. Everything, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. There are some things you don't pray. Sometimes there are some things you honor. Sometimes you can meet somebody who is, who is, who is a hindrance, you see. And, 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 and it's like the only thing you have to do is to honor. It changes, it, 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 it takes the person's guard away. Yeah, the gift, the, when, the gift of a man, make a room for him before kings. And yeah. When you, it's not like, it's not called bri- bribery. No, no, it's not called, no, don't think it that way. Yeah, yeah. Understand it. Everybody is supposed to receive a reward. But when you have not made any form of labor or sacrifice anything, there is no reward. If you go to a, a stadium to watch athletics or even football, if your team wins the league, do, they, do you hold a cup? Is your name uh, posted on the website of the league uh, leaders or winners? It is the people who are on the field. You can sit behind and enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we have won the cup. You and who have won the cup? You and who have won the cup? Huh? When they were waking up in the, in the winter and, 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 and jogging at 4 a.m., huh? you a little cold, you can't wake up to pray at 4 a.m. Yeah, yeah. You can't wake up. You, so you see that, you see, some people get a reward for their labor. Others have nothing to show because you see, what should bring you the honor, you are not ready to pay a price for it. You are there dreaming, walking, dreaming, praying into the air, into the sky. Walking like somebody whose shoulders are on a cliff, about to fall. You are taking God, taking control, taking territory. Yeah. How can we think correctly and change the way we do things so that we will also receive rewards? You see, it's important for you and I to understand this. When, when you read this scripture that we read, for me, one of the things that stands out is the fact that Mary knew from afar what Jesus meant. There is no record of a personal encounter she had with Jesus for, for her to come boldly to Jesus and do what she did. But maybe from afar, she heard Jesus preaching. She heard Jesus teaching. And something touched her and she realized that, look, I've done so many bad things. And what this man is saying it's a blessing. I just want to go and give him this. And you see, Mary, she had taste too. She had taste. That's why Jesus was even with her and the sister. Some of you are here. You've made yourself into spiritual sisters. Nothing. You won't learn anything. Yeah. You see, well, for somebody to even have things that are very precious, expensive perfumes, it's at, it's at, it is at a certain level and certain class. And, and it's like, what is important and valuable to her? She takes it and comes. I will pour everything at you. It doesn't matter. People don't know your story. And, and some of us, the reason why we don't know how to honor is because, you see, you, you don't know what has happened to you. you. You don't appreciate it. When we stand here, we know where we have come from. We know what we have done that we have been forgiven. We know how the Lord has changed our name. We know how he has given us a name. We know how he has given us wisdom. We know how he has taken us away from the rudiments of the things of the world. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world. We used to conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We have been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Our minds are dead to the things of this world, but there are many people who are after the things of this world, which never satisfy. I am grateful. 
Therefore, you see, when I when I have to honor, I will not. You are not my competitor. You are not my standard. It is the person who has given me a place. What he means to me, you can't understand it. Yeah. They walked with Jesus, but they didn't know who he was. You're, you're, you, as for you, you had leprosy. The only problem you had was leprosy, and it is gone. You are happy. You are doing a party. You have invited him. Somebody is going to hell. When Lazarus was uh, uh, sick, you see, when they told Jesus that the, the one whom you love is sick, you would think that Jesus will stop doing everything. He said, this sickness is not unto death. That is the response. The only thing for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Have you ever read anywhere in the Bible that the wages of sickness is death? You see, when you are sick of what the Bible says, Elijah, he died of the sickness whereof he died. There are great people who died with sicknesses. Sicknesses killed them. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I know somebody, powerful preacher. He died of Alzheimer's. He, he couldn't remember anything. For 17 years, he couldn't remember anything before he died. Yeah. You think that the person has gone to hell. No, no, no. It's not sickness that takes you to hell. It's sin. And, and that's why when somebody knows what would take me to, say, uh, to hell is sin and I've been forgiven, hey, it is more than anything to me. Sometimes some of you come from a background where, you see, you can't rise out of poverty. You can't rise out of a certain bondage and you meet somebody and the person's influence in your life begins to change your mind and you see that you move away from the failed thinking of your background, of, of, of the family you come from and of the environment you have grown, you've grown in and you begin to see things in a different perspective. Now, when you have changed, you have to understand that that person, eh, he deserves honor. Don't let anybody teach you how to honor people. There are people on earth we should honor. You, you, you think that because Jesus is done and uh, he's gone, it is over. Nobody, we don't have anybody to honor. It is evil people who are like that. Every door that opens ahead of you, it is somebody who, who helps you. Yeah. Marriage, it is through somebody. Business opportunities, it is through somebody. Favor, going to schools that you can't pay, school fees, it is through somebody. Getting a job, it's not on your marital. It is favor. Sometimes when you appear before a panel, it's not because you are the best qualified. Somebody found you and favored you. When you don't understand the place of honor, you see that what you are supposed to get out of that person and the value you must derive forever, you are deprived of it and you amount to nothing but a hill of beans. You want to be great. Who will honor you? You have no honor for anybody. When you see people who are proud, one of the things you see about foolish and proud people is that they think that they are all in all. I am, I am, I am a self-made man. You know how we have struggled from the ground. You know, you, you, eh? Jesus Christ, the greatest, the son of God, he needed help. And the people who were with him, he honored them. He kept them. He raised them. He made them great. Yeah. Today, their names are all over the world. We name our children Philip, Matthew, Peter, eh? James, John. It's only Bato that is not too common. Yeah. No Judas. Yeah, no Judas. How can you and I change certain things? You see, you have to understand this. Number one, if you want a reward, you have to believe that you are expecting supernatural power to operate in your life. The reason why you and I should honor Jesus, honor prophets, honor servants of God is to receive 
a supernatural power in return. Life, eh, let me tell you something, it's not ordinary. Things don't just happen ordinarily. Sometimes when you are going to school and you are first in class, you pass and you understand everything. It doesn't mean you'll be successful when you get out. Sometimes the people who are last in class after school, you go and beg them for food. Yeah? You see that, I mean, hey. And sometimes when you are young and you are beautiful, everybody says you are beautiful. You reach a point when people are small, boys who don't brush their teeth, they will be the ones calling you. Yeah? You see that your beauty looks, you look like a... a, a, a <laughs> ravenous dog no man wants to have anything to do with you then the people you think were ugly when they were young you see that they have changed yeah there is something called a supernatural turnover things can 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 manifest in a way you can't even explain and that power is made available to those who believe and honor him how look at something as painful as death if you have a brother who is sick a close person who is sick. I, I believe that you, you, your burden, sometimes doctors, they don't have answers to many problems. Many things they don't have. The only thing they do is to give you medication. And sometimes your body can react to a medication that heals somebody. Your body can, can react wrongly so that that medication now brings you complications. Yeah, and sometimes they're afraid. They don't even know what to do. Then they try all kinds of things. But God, eh, he understands problems to the extent that he can even resurrect people from the dead. It's, it's supernatural. It's not something that, yeah. And what made Mary, at the time Mary met Jesus, she never thought that one day her brother would be sick, about to die. And that that person that she was honoring is the same person who said, I am the resurrection and the life. Who can give her and the family a respite and bring but the brother who was dead, not for one hour, two days, three days, four days. And in, in, in the Jewish tradition, when you die after three days, you don't resurrect. <laughs> it means you are dead. So you, your body goes. Yeah. You are gone. So they, they went to bury him. They had been bombed, wrapped. The whole body had been wrapped. So when Jesus, when the thing was smelling, he said, lose the thing. It's like, you, sometimes you don't know that what you are doing today eh, is going to position you for a supernatural blessing in future. God still does miracles. So he does supernatural things in our lives. And it starts with your attitude. Don't think that whatever you are doing, you are doing for somebody. You are doing for yourself. Yeah. Understand spiritual things. Some of you when we say pray, you think you are praying for somebody. Sometimes you are praying for your future husband. I used to pray. Hey, I, had, I didn't understand. Me, I didn't want marriage and all these things. It wasn't a vision. Only make money and, and enjoy. And I met somebody who was married. I think when we met him, he had been married for about 45 years. One man, one wife. Faithful, Christian doctor. Yeah. He has wealth. He, has, but he lives simple. And his children are godly. And he looks at us who are also growing in the area. He wants us to be like that. And we've been running away from him. Then now we come. He used to tell us, pray for the person you marry in future because sometimes if you don't pray about it, the day you go and meet the woman, because many of us, eh, men, our eyes, our eyes define who we should marry. And these eyes, they can't take you far. They can only make you see breast. They can only make you see waistline. They can only make you see buttocks and legs. Many guys, when you ask them, what do you like in a woman? They will tell you the taste. Huh? 
So you see that many guys marry beautiful, stunning. You, you want to lay on their bed and look at her from behind and say, Oh God, you've been so good. God, you are so good. Lord, you are wonderful, my Lord. You are excellent. It's because you are looking at your wife. You are praising God. Jehovah's creation is wonderful. It's not because you have seen a vision. You have seen something in front of you. Yeah, it's pumping your blood. Yeah. But when you lay a foundation of prayer, brother, those scales will fall off. When I, when I joined the church, the people that I started relationship with, I, they were beautiful. None of them was ugly. But I saw red flags. I said, this one, it will end in divorce. And the earlier I cut my finger off now, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see, you can, you can get into something and then you see that for the rest of your life, your prayer topic has changed. You have a few women, all you want is a guy who has money, a guy who can look after me. You don't think about anything by your foolishness. You, 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 uh, you, 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 God made you beautiful for uh, uh, somebody who has money to look after you. Yeah, as for us, men should look after us. That thing. It's not a blessing, it's a curse. The Bible says, the curse that was pronounced on a woman, your desire shall be for a man. So you can go to school, you can be beautiful, you can be enlightened, and you think that you need a man. As when I have money, I don't have to spend on any man. I need a man who will be spending on me. You know what I'm saying? So you are looking for a man who got the dough. Got the dough. That's your vision. Yeah. There's no prayer. There is no preparation spiritually. So you are entering a doom, a bombshell. Yeah. Yeah. See a brother, one brother said, look, I met this girl. Man, she's a bomb. I said, you have met a bomb, you are taking the bomb home. <laughs> she's a bomb. Yeah, you have met a bomb. You are not afraid of the bomb. You are taking the bomb home. It, it, hey, there's a timer on the bomb. Every bomb has a timer. I tell you. When it explodes, Charlie, the devastation cannot be replaced. You won't pray. Supernatural things. We, our eyes, eh, we thank God that, you see, we have moved away from carnality and and things that you want, you you see somebody, uh, I remember a sister who was in the church, somewhere in my church, a brother came into the church with BMW. Hey. And, and those times, I mean, young people driving BMW is not, hey. And the brother, you know, Chale, I mean, Chale, he's got swag. He knows how to talk, you know. And then he starts to talk to you alone. And then you see all the other girls are jealous. So, <laughs> oh, God has been good. Yeah. When we got to know the boy, we realized that he's not a boy. <laughs> he's somebody's wife. Yeah. He's, he's a wife. He's not a husband. He's, he's a wife. Yeah, he's a wife to somebody. So, so, so we, I said, sister, this one, eh, me, I'm telling you, 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 don't go any further. Yeah, don't go any further. But you see, her heart, her heart. Because the guy was struggling 
listen, keep quiet. Sit down. The guy was struggling. And he wanted to escape, but he couldn't. Yeah, there were people who were financing his life. He had a, I'm, I'm saying he was a boy who was married. <laughs> who was married. Yeah. To a man. Who has money. Give, he travels. He has a job. The job was given to him by this man. He runs the business, but he's a wife. He travels, so you look at him on the outside and you think that, wow, he's hardworking, he's business-minded, he's godly, he's, hey! God has answered my prayer. You didn't pray. Why will he answer your prayer? All you are looking for is, you see, when you, some of you brothers, you don't pray, when you see the woman, then your nose. <laughs> your body is responding. You say, this is the one. Bishop, this is the one. I've heard those stories many times. This is the one. The Lord has spoken. You are lying. It's your body. Yeah. The brother was a wife. Yeah. Brother was a wife. We told the sister, you know, this one, yeah, we are not going. It's not, I mean... She didn't, she wasn't happy. Because I told the boy, tell her. If you tell her yourself and she's okay, I don't have a problem. I'm not, you have told me I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Because I'm, I'm a pastor. When you confide in me, I don't, I won't share it. Yeah. I'll pray with you to help you overcome it. But your openness will show a certain, he couldn't say it. So I realized that the problem is not dealt with. But then, God in his nice way ended the thing. Come and see, the sister had broken heart. You see, when she was crying, I was laughing. Yeah. Yeah. When the brother started misbehaving and not picking her calls and then now said that I think he wants to go and do some calls. He's traveling. This. All those things were lies to just escape. So I said, glory to God. But the girl was broken. I said, look, believe God. Meanwhile, there was another brother who was faithful, Christian. He didn't have a car. When he comes around every day sweating. Charlie. He has sweated out his shirt. The collar, the white collar looks brown. Every day walking, when he comes to church, then he remove the shoe and wipe it and wear it again. Ah! Today, she has gone back to that guy. They are married. She is happy. And that brother, BMW guy, went, went, he, 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 he saw another girl. Sometimes that's how it is. So you see, some of them, when they are struggling, they hide and they want to marry so that it, it will not... Yeah, so it's like they present themselves because the man who has married, <laughs> who is looking after this boy, is a married man, responsible man, very well known. He has a wife, public figure, and he's financing a boy as his wife. It's a world that you, you can't understand. You see, there are evil, you see, there, there, there are things that operate in a realm you can't see. That's why you need supernatural power to escape. Sometimes the people you follow, the words, you, you listen to, the honor you give to teachings of the word and encourage, they save you from things you can't even imagine. But some of you, you rubbish it. The guy went ahead to marry this girl. I'm telling you, when they went on honeymoon, 
Yeah, this story is over. Yeah, yeah. Two men are sleeping. No feeling. No feeling. Yeah, no feeling. Things are not just normal and natural. It's sometimes even to partner. You, 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 it's not everybody you get into a certain relationship with. Yeah. Business, whatever. Some people have covenants you don't know. And, and when you partner with such a person, you have covenanted with a force and an entity that will cause problems. You see, recently, uh, a certain brother used to have issues with his wife. And he stopped the church. And I used to tell him that. One day I visited him at his workplace. And when he introduced me to one of his partners, I said, no. This guy, you know, you know his background. He's into things. But he, he said that he, he knows, but he is different. I said, yes. You see, your battle, sir, is because of this. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't understand it and continued until the marriage spoiled, the business, everything. After the marriage has broken, later, it was just about two months ago, I can show you the message. He said he has started his own firm, a lawyer. And he said, I, I realized that a certain burden he, used to, he said he, he, there are times he can't sleep. He has everything. Oh. He's not at peace. He's not, your wife doesn't give you problems. I mean, I mean, correct wife. Oh, but he's never at peace. He's never satisfied. He has nice cars. He can travel anywhere. I mean, he's not in need of anything. But he's not happy. I said, you, are, you see, that's, that's, you, can't, you are fellowshipping with something you shouldn't. It's not normal. Cut yourself off. He couldn't. It took the breaking up of his marriage the, the loss of business, he said at a point he was even suicidal. He sits down alone and he, he just thinks that he should. He says one day he was driving, he saw a truck. The only thing that came to his mind, speed and enter, hit this truck and go off. Yeah. And when he cut himself off, he said he began to, and now he and his wife, they chat. But the wife doesn't trust that everything is gone. Yeah. I said, let's see how it goes. Believe God. There are things that happen and they are not normal. Relationships that are spiritual, godly, don't take them for granted. Don't. Satan's agenda is only three things. He will kill you, he will destroy you, or he will steal from you. That's it. And, and he comes with deception. He will lie to you. Yeah. He loves you. He loves you. He believes in you. I see a gift in you. You are, you are powerful. You are this. You are that. You are that. Yeah. And before you see it, you got nothing left. What was your time? Oh, my time is up. So those who honor, sorry, those who honor uh, experience supernatural power, number one. And then number two, those who honor also receive great miracles. You experience supernatural power. Supernatural power makes you see things. You see, your relationship with God must benefit you. It's not, sometimes your pastor may not see some things. You, sh- you should see it. Your path is ahead of you. My path is different. It's not every time that God gives us revelations for your life. It doesn't happen that way. That's why you have a pastor who always dreams about only you. It's a problem. Every day he's sharing something with you. Moses didn't lead the people this way. Abraham, that God called a prophet, he just told them what he... It's like, Charlie, I'm doing what I have to do. Learn from me. Do you understand? I teach you God's word. Do it. Moses, I've given you the law. Obey, abide by. If thou will observe and do all the commandments therein, you'll be blessed. But if you don't, a curse shall follow you. Then he begins to list what will happen to you. So it's like, you have your path, I have my path. Because my path is to preach and to enlighten you. Yours is to do business and make money. Yours is also to do, I don't know what you, have, you are supposed to do. So our paths are different. And God, because he's a good God, he makes sure that when you are on your path, he will guide you. 
he will show you he, he doesn't leave you empty never so your ability to see things supernaturally it is linked to your relationship with god and the honor you give to people who teach you god's word yeah. or many of us and we have escaped some things because we believe in god and we receive the prophets yeah my wife has a, 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 a my wife's mother has a friend every she has a prophet every day she will call the prophet every morning what is god saying the prophet will also say something and collect money yeah collect money you you, you see when we preach you we, we don't have, have i asked you for money i won't ask you for money the gift i have i didn't pay for it yeah i honored people with they didn't nobody has asked me for money bishop Dak has never asked me for money on his birthday on whatever never when I go and visit him, I give him honor because he deserves it. it he blesses me. I see something that has happened to me that I can't exp- I didn't get it from my home. I didn't get it from my father. I didn't get it from my family. I got it from God through him. Yeah. And, and if you don't understand it, be there. But I understand it, so I'm different. Mary understood it, so she was different. When she had problems, there was the miracle worker in her life who stood by her and was even laughing. He said, look, you think your brother is going to die? He's not going to die. This sickness is not unto death. But Lazarus died. Was he lying? He wasn't lying. Because this sickness is not unto death. He resurrected him from the sickness. That killed him. Miracles. I expect a miracle today. Nothing is impossible. To those who believe and say, do you? Yeah. You expect it to. How is it coming? It is how you walk with an anointed person who you honor. The Bible says of Jesus that he could do no mighty thing in his hometown or in his home country because he was without honor. They didn't honor him. And he left them. Yeah. It's everywhere that he went. And did mighty things. Sometimes your problems don't, they don't end because you need a miracle. But the person who must bring the miracle, you have not honored him. Sometimes God chooses people. Yeah. God chooses, God, God always uses people to do things. I'm telling you. Yeah. If you understand this, many things will change in your life. Number three. So number one is those who reward or those who honor experience supernatural power. Those who honor, number two, experience great Miracles. John eleven twenty. It's like the, the greatest miracle is like somebody has died. There's there, it's an end to everything. But Jesus was there. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Jesus came to the house because these two sisters, they honored Martha and Mary. They saw something. Yeah. Jesus went to the house. When Jesus went to the leper's house, what happened? There was no miracle. But when he went to the house of Martha and uh, Mary, a dead man came alive. Lazarus, come forth. Honor brings great things or great people into your life. Number three, those who honor will have personal access to the presence. Those who honor will have personal access to the presence. Let me tell you something as I end this morning. You see, this world has dark forces evil. It is present and prevalent. And many of us around us are determinants of evil to destroy, to kill, and to steal your joy, your peace, your 
Even you think you don't have anything, you'll be surprised that what you have, the enemy is coming after it. He doesn't want you to even see it, to think that you have something of value. When Martha and Mary drew closer to Jesus, because of the way Mary honored Jesus, it changed their lives. They followed Jesus till death. And is it not Mary who came to tell us? They saw the f- Jesus appeared to them first before anybody after resurrection. Closeness. Closeness. Who are you close to? Which spiritual person are you close to? You sit down and you criticize. Even some of you, when we want to come into your life, you are lying to us. When, when we want to know you, you are lying to us. Do you think that we can be of a blessing if you respond to us with lies? You see, one day, the Lord showed me something about somebody. And I decided to draw closer and ask questions. Everything the person said was a lie. And I heard a voice leading. That's it. Well, you see that? You know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But why do you live in a lie and want to be free? You know, it doesn't happen. You can't live in a lie and expect to be free. Because you are harboring the presence of demons with lies. Then you want the, the, the father of light in whom is no variableness, no shadow of turning to come and dwell in the midst of the lies to liberate you. It, it doesn't work that way. Learn to be open. Yeah. Learn it. The presence is made effective when we have an open heart and we are truthful in nature. The effect of the Holy Spirit on the life of the believer is that you turn away from lies and deception because that's the nature of Satan. He, he said he's the father of lies and there is no truth in him at all. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own. Things are, there are people, they are going through things, eh? But it, it, just like you go to a hospital, okay? Then you go and tell the doctor, you, 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 you have a ball somewhere. You tell the doctor you have toothache, eh? Toothache. Okay, I'm not a dentist. Let me refer you to a dentist. Yeah. And go and show that tooth to the dentist. And he said, when you leave, because you are lying, you won't go to the dentist. Yeah. Yeah. Then you are the one who will be suffering. Doctors are trained to, 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 to examine you. Do you know what examination means? Examination means that everything is bare. But you have decided that you won't speak the truth. How can you be healed? How can you be helped? How can you be counseled? But you stand in front of God's servants and you lie. And you see, those who lie, it is a, an indication of an unwillingness to change. An unbelief in the liberation that God can give to us. That's why you can sit in the church and you are sleeping with somebody's husband and you are expecting a blessing. You are married. You are sleeping with little girls. Eh? Sometimes, see, listen, listen, when, when, when the enemy uses doors into our lives. You see, some of them are self-inflicted. It's not everything that comes from a certain angle. It is you. Sometimes your untruthfulness is a killer. It, it, it takes away what God should do for you. The day you open up about it, you see that you don't need prayer from any, anywhere. Yeah, it is a flow. When you live in the truth, you are covered by the truth. Yeah. That's what the presence does. It gives you access. You can be here in this church and you see, when you pray, God will listen to you and more than even what I will say for you. Yeah. God, it's not every time. There was a prophet called uh, Eli. Do you remember him? 
and there was a servant called Samuel in his house. God came to speak to the servant and not the prophet. Called him and told him what to do. He didn't tell the prophet. So you can be sitting here. What God will tell you to do, he, he won't tell me. If, if you don't learn to love him today and hear his voice and obey him, the day you hear his voice, oh, what is all this? What is all this? Yeah. Your greatness lies in your relationship with the Lord. And you got to respect it. Don't take it for granted. No. The enemy always uses darkness, lies, deceptions. Sometimes, if, if you sit down and you look at a cycle of problems, when you go to certain environments and sometimes something is not working, you are doing this, it's not working, you are going through this. It's not, uh, sit down and ask yourself, what am I doing wrong in my life? Sometimes, women, eh, you can sleep with somebody. All the devil wants is for you to touch this person. And the demons that are in the person's lives that destroy and, and cause stagnation and lack of progress will be transferred by blood. It's a covenant that you have made through sex. And you see that your life now, you face things that you think you need prayer to overcome. And you are still living. And the woman is in your life. The person is in your life lying to you seductively. Samson was anointed. Oh. Delilah brought him down. Yeah. Yeah. Satan is not afraid of the anointing. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. Learn to be truthful. The presence doesn't operate with darkness. We, we, we have learned. You see, me and you, we are the same. Oh. The feelings you have me to have them. Yeah. And it's a fight. Because one mistake, the enemy will use that door. What he will take away from you, you will not. You know, just imagine sometimes you have a house, okay? You have electric fencing. You have cameras. You have uh, dogs. You have a security man. Eh? Your walls are high. It is very difficult for somebody to come outside and come and steal you. The person has to be from inside. The person is from inside. Mm. Yeah, the, the thief is from inside. Yeah. It would be easier for the one who is inside to take the things away. Take this, take that, take that. Before you see, this one is gone. This one is gone. This one is gone. When he's walking the corridor, you won't see that. The camera won't capture. You won't think that he's the thief. Oh, that's a house person. Oh, yeah. You won't see, but things are not working. You're allowed somebody to enter who shouldn't have entered. That's the deception. That's the power of Satan. He comes, he creeps in. There's the wise old serpent. Be careful. Be careful. You can have prayer meetings. You can have prophetic words. You can have, you can do sacrifice. You can do all these things. But if you don't check your body, sometimes you, you, you open the door. You allowed it. You brought in somebody who shouldn't be in your life. Yeah. You covenanted. When you sleep with somebody, you have covenanted. Even, even, you see, communication is a very high form of intimacy. When you share ideas with people, you have communed. You have joined. Because there are some, you can be a man. You, you have people, you don't, it's not sexual. Nothing like that. But they know your deep thoughts, your vision. They carry, it's like the things you can't share with your wife, you share with them. They, they have something about you that nobody knows. They, you are intimate, you are exposed to them. And because you are not correct, 
Yeah. Where they take you to and what they do, you have allowed an enemy to operate. Yeah. And you see that it's not prayer that will break it to. It's a revelation to see that hey, because your 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 high uh, 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 wall and your electric fencing with ten thousand volts <laughs> to electrify even insects. Yeah. They will prevent a flooding of the enemy, but a weakness from within. Sometimes when you trust people who are around you, we had a guy in our church. He got a job. Hustler who has been favored. And he was given a house to look after. And he was given an outhouse with everything. Me, I know where he has come from. He has never bathed shower before. The house has uh, 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 hot and cold. Yeah, with pressure. With air condition, with a kitchenette, with a freezer, with a fridge. That he did nothing. DSTV. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. He enjoys. He doesn't pay any bill. He just looks after the house. The man traveled. By the time he came, he has removed, he, he has ransacked what was given to him. And he has gone into the main house, also take some things and disappeared and left the house. Yeah. It's like you brought in the wrong person. Yeah. Because there is a security alarm in the house. When you, anybody breaks in, there's a security company that is looking after the place. When they hear the alarm, they will come. But because he's internal, he can deactivate it. And carry the things out and put off the cameras. Because they think that he, he's the keeper of the house. So once he's there, the house is safe. But the keeper is the thief. Sometimes eh, the, the, the people you honor in your life, when you are speaking to somebody eh, and you are opening up, that's honor. If I am your pastor and you don't speak about some things that you are going through, but somebody else knows it, and you can see that those people, eh, what they are doing to you, sometimes you, your eyes are not even open to see. We don't derive anything from you. Some, some of you, eh, we don't ask you anything. No. You, you believe in people who, who talk authoritatively and ask for money, for sacrifices and things. But somebody who is just teaching you, you feel that the person is nothing. Yeah. Have you seen somebody who has met a motivational uh, speaker and become a doctor? You cannot become a doctor through motivational speaking. You have to meet a teacher, a lecturer, who will teach you for hours and you may even sleep and not understand. But you have to wake up and say, look, this thing eh, is serious. Let me learn it. Let me write the exams. Let me understand it. Let me add myself to it. Let me put myself into it. Because you can go for a motivational session and I mean, by the time you finish, Charlie, I'm going to conquer the world. Yeah. Then you hear, well, I can do man. man. You are a man of your own. Your destiny is in your hand. Then you have learned jargons. Your destiny is in your hand. Destiny doesn't pass exams. Have you seen destiny passing exams before? Yeah. So it, 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 it inspires a certain pride and aloofness. And it, you see, it takes away the, the simplicity of the gospel, of the truth. For God has chosen through the foolishness of preaching to save the world. You think that what we are preaching is foolish? One day you will see. We believe in prayer. But sometimes it's not everything that we have to pray for when you are wise. The wisdom of the serpent. The serpent survives everywhere. Yeah. The lion in his bravery and strength. If they see a lion here, I'm telling you, they will kill it. It will, it will be harassed. But a snake will live here. One day we were in church. They were, one was walking in front. Our cars. By now your car, someone is there. Cry. 
inside the bonnet somewhere. One day a guy, I was at the washing bay, and a guy came to wash his car. When the guys opened the bonnet, the boy started running. They started shouting, what was it? Charlie, some snake has coiled itself in some corner. This hot engine. And the man couldn't even believe. He said, where he has traveled from and he's coming. For that thing to be there, they pulled it out. Some long green thing. I said, man, Charlie. Survived. It's a wisdom you must operate with. Sometimes you can be in the midst of hostile people, but you have to learn to survive. Don't talk. Some people don't shouldn't know you. You should hide. Yeah. 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 Me, when, when there are some places when you see me, I don't know how to talk. I have nothing to say. I'm not here to impress you. Huh? Hmm? Eh? You can call me a pastor who likes money, who is tell, taking people's money. That's how you see me. Okay. Meanwhile, you haven't given me money. Yeah. Your perceptions of me, you can hold on to it. But I know who I believe in. And I know what I stand on. Let God help us. Trust in God. Yeah. Everybody here deserves a reward. But the reward comes when you pay a price. Honor is difficult to give. But it is worth giving. And when you understand who you have to honor, many things change in your life. You won't sweat. Sometimes you don't need a lot of people to, to do things. So <laughs> You just need one faithful person. It's a door and a key. Jesus Christ needed 12 people to conquer the world. 12 people. Yeah. Yeah. When he was dying, he gave an account to God. He said, Of all that thou gave me, I have been faithful, save one, the son of perdition. Yeah. Yeah. May God help us. I see you rising in honor. May you experience supernatural power. May you experience great miracles. May you have presence and um, 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 personal access to his presence. May his presence be with you. When you feel the presence of God, you have power, you have authority, you are a conqueror, there is nothing that will be withheld from you. Yes. I believe God has spoken to you. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. My prayer is that you will escape evil. You will escape traps. You will escape people who are in your life to bring dishonor and shame. Sometimes you may, you may not see, you may not know. You have companied with the wrong people for a long time and you are not progressing but you can't see that these people, I don't need them. Sometimes the difficulty for many of us is to cut ourselves off from some people. I remember when I gave my life to Christ, it was one of the first things the Lord told me and I cut off myself from all my friends. I am happy. Today, Many of them have prospered financially and fantastically, but there is an emptiness they cannot explain. There's an emptiness. They have, they have, you see, the Bible says, what shall a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? It's like you have everything, but you still don't have life. You are not at peace. Hey, I don't want that life. I don't want that state and that condition. 
And I thank God for how he has brought me. And how far he has brought me. It is just through honor. Yes. Lift your hands and thank you. Speak to him. Speak to him. You have a testimony. And your testimony lies in encountering supernatural power and great miracles. And having the presence. Everything around you will change. Everything that you should, you should, that should bring you life will be guaranteed. Jesus said it. He said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Hey, to have it and to have it more abundantly is a blessing. It's like some people have money and some people have it more abundantly. Yeah, and that's the level in terms of spirituality. That's the level in terms of the quality of life that God guarantees to those who believe. Not to have a lot in the midst of, 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 of strife. To have money and not have peace. And to have peace and not have money. The Bible says it is better to have nothing with peace than to have a lot. Many people are, are troubled in this life. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Help us. Help us. Let me see, just like Mary saw and gave honor until today. Till today. We don't call her the sinful Mary. No. Her place before Jesus is guaranteed. Jesus said, wherever this gospel is preached, it shall be preached in memory of his like your memory shall never be erased what you have done many people couldn't do it many people didn't see the need to honor and to and to believe when he speaks he believes when jesus went to the house mary knew that this guy what he says is life he he wants she wants to sit by him and hear him yeah that's how you honor people when they speak you listen father when he speaks to me it, it is it is life the words of life the disciples testified and said that which our eyes have seen that which our hands have felt the words the word of life it's like the son of god he was the word of life what we saw whom we held it was life that was given to us that's why even before he died, Peter said, you have the words of life. We are going nowhere. When you pitch your life around the truth, I'm telling you, there are some people, they can't operate in light. They like darkness. And some of us, we are shadowy. We are in the church. We, are, we say we are with God, but we are shadowy figures. So we attract people of the dark with, with lies and deceptions. They come into our lives and creep into our lives. But may you escape such people. May you escape such distractions. Lift your hand and thank him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Everybody speak to the Lord. Pray. Yes. God is talking to you.
And if this is it, you want to honor him. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. With all you have. everyone standing nobody moves for just a few seconds i want to pray with some people this morning or this afternoon if somebody invited you god has spoken to you this morning i believe and when he speaks there are questions we ask ourselves and sometimes the answers come when we only surrender to him so that he can help us this is a journey that is for eternity and we start if you make a mistake here, it will be too late to correct it when it is over. Because our life doesn't end when this body is laid to rest. When this body is laid to rest, just like you are tired and you, you sleep, your soul and your spirit are still alive. And that's what it is. The body without the spirit is dead. But your life and your soul, your, your life is still continuing in a place that will be determined by how you lived, whom you served, and what you did. And today, 
your only answer will come when you surrender to the Lord. And you want to say, Pastor, help me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to the Lord. I want to surrender and receive life eternal. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Maybe somebody invited you or you came here on your own. Whichever way, just lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up your hand. God bless you. You want me to pray with you? Lift it up. Lift it up. I want to pray with you. Yes, lift it up. God bless you. You want to lift, you want to pray, you want me to pray with you. Lift it up. Don't, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Yes. Don't be shy. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come forward. Come and stand in front of me. Okay, come. Come and stand in front of me. I want to pray with you. If you lifted up your hand, come forward. God bless you. your prayer, but I'm leading you to pray it. So repeat it after me. Lift up your two hands if you can. I'm sure you can. And let us pray. Say, Heavenly Father, Father, I thank you for today. I I believe with my heart heart that you sent your Son, son, Jesus Christ, Christ, to love me, to to die for me, to to shed his blood, to to wash my sins. I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior and I receive forgiveness of all my sins through the blood that he shed for me. From today, I am your child. From today, I belong to you. Heavenly Father, please write my name in the book of life. And help me to be faithful until the end. Thank you, Father, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you are blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow the Macarius Church, The Gambia, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. God richly bless you.